Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. For our weekly hunting and fishing show, welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And, Rick, we wouldn't be here, as I mentioned, each Friday, wasn't for these fine people. You're right, Tony. Got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, you've got to dial that old area code, 337. The number is 367-1240. And you can listen to us online. That's right, at www. K-A-N-E-1240.com, anywhere in the world, too. And if you have an Alexa, just say Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can also pick us up, up the show, I should say, on any accessible Internet device. We're live here at the studios of Kane Radio, 107 West Main Street, next to Victor's Cafeteria here in downtown New Iberia, which is open. And, Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing, uh, it's been a little nippy lately. Uh, Tony, I was fixing to say, I don't have too much this week. Even my buddies at Toledo Bend, it kind of it kind of dampened them in their soccer lay, uh spots. Uh, it's just, you know, it's that time of year where you're kind of in between hunting season and in between fishing se- uh, season, which fishing has been good, but. This past week, I don't have really a, a lot to report on. You know? Well, you know, they got those big tournaments up in Toledo Bend in the coming weeks. Coming too. up, yeah. So uh, that's going to bring some excitement back up there. And, you know, at one time, they were the haven in the country at Toledo Bend after. Yeah, uh, Toledo Bend was number one for a lot of years. Yeah, they, yep. when it filled up, you know, of course, they started uh, yep. filling it up back in, what, the late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. Uh, when that took place, and of course, they had a lot of people talking to engineers uh, where the water line's going to stop, you know, or yeah. be approximate. And a lot of people bought property along those edges that right. they knew where yeah. Yeah. the yeah. water less, was. Less property. Huh? <laughs> That's right. You know, a lot of people realize their homes down there. At the bottom and trees and everything else, of course, that's been yeah. uh, 60 years ago. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they bought out people who had homes near up in that area. And Toledo Bend was formed back then. Uh, yeah. And it's been a great uh, time for Louisiana, Texas residents in that regard. Oh, so, yeah. uh, you go up there, I mean, they got some camps up there that don't compare to some of the bigger yeah. homes and even in New Orleans, you know. Yeah, you're right. So it's just amazing in the meantime. Yeah, don't hear in a whole lot, but, uh, you know, with the cold, frigid temperatures, we've got to talk about uh, some of that uh, hypothermia, man. It comes into play big time right oh, now, yeah. Rick. And uh, it's always wise to keep yourself bundled up and extra clothes and towels and things of that nature, and especially about uh, kayakers who uh, – Man, go out there in those frigid temperatures, man. And, uh, you know, a lot of them, uh, boy, if you fall out that uh, kayak into the water. Ooh, they to the water, yeah. Ooh, you're right. And the water temperature is probably in the mid to high 50s right now. Yeah. So it doesn't take long uh, for that to kick in. But one good news, Rick, too, uh, we're seeing out there at the river stage, your beautiful rose uh, starting to kick up, you know, in that regard. I've and, seen uh, that. Uh, at yep. 6 o'clock this morning, it was approaching uh, – uh, uh, a little over five and a half feet, and uh, they're talking about it. They're getting up uh, towards the end of the month, the 26th, about a week away, uh, pushing up to eight feet almost. Yep, I've seen and, that. Uh, th- those are good things. And uh, coming down a little bit for the 1st of February, back down to about seven feet, which is really not bad at all. Really. No, that's a good uh, a good level. Yeah, so uh, with that, so uh, some uh, some good news. Of course, man, you're going to fight here again this weekend. Going to get a little nippy again. And yeah. And they're talking about rain all next week, too, uh, on and off uh, 
anywhere from 40% to 70% uh, rain uh, each day. So uh, depending on uh, which day, but uh, hopefully the weather get a little better. And uh, I even noticed, uh, I'm not going to mention much about it now because we've got a uh, few weeks to go, but uh, the Wednesday night hog fights have announced some of their schedules yeah. to uh, throughout the uh, uh, spring and into the summer. Right. So uh, with that, hopefully we get Mike Senator back on to let us know each week how that's developing uh, with that. So uh, anyway, uh, we'll see how that all turns out in the meantime. So uh, with that, anyway, uh, I don't know. I saw this nice story uh, about uh, Noah Louvier uh, of Lowerville was fishing up at Caney Lake uh, with his brother-in-law, Con- uh, Connor uh, Nimrod, about a month ago, he hooked an 11.22-pound uh, bass, Rick. That's a good-sized fish. And not only that, Rick, you know, we've had stories uh, through the course of our show in the last uh, few months about how they catch a lot of big bass up in that lake up in North Louisiana. Yeah, I'm going to Caney in March, and that's one of the reasons I'm going. See yep. if you catch you a big bass? Oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, the uh, Louisville resident drove to Monroe area to visit his sister, who I would guess is a student up in that area. He wasn't planning to go bass fishing he said it was a last-minute trip. Of course, Nimrod, recent claim to fame uh, at the University of Louisiana Monroe Fishing Team Tournament back about a month ago when he fished alone and caught a five-bass limit of 42.1 pounds, one of the heaviest one-man tournament limits in the history at any level. That's pretty impressive, a five-bass. Yeah, uh, five fish. At, by himself at 42 pounds. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, the brothers-in-laws got out of the sunrise. The temperatures, of course, in the 30s up there. And soon, uh, three, four, five-pound bass uh, were caught and released. Nimrod changed locations. That bass got bigger as they fished deep over a creek bed. And the host was letting uh, the visitor from Cajun country, uh, Louvier, uh, on. Louvier wasn't having any success. He caught a, a fish on a recently purchased shad-colored uh, six-inch long, six-cents crushed DDB crankbait. He said, that's what they're biting on. That's what you need to use. Meanwhile, uh, Nimrod handed him a fishing rod and reel and uh, the large crankbait. And an 11.22-pounder hit it. Had no trouble getting it to uh, its bucket size mouth. But uh, he said it was nerve-wracking. He'd go under the boat, and then he'd jump up. And he, anyway, but when he saw it, he knew he had a big fish, and he reeled it in pretty slow. And uh, uh, the first thing Nimrod uh, did was deposit it in the live well, get a digital scale ready, and a cell phone to take pictures. And the credit to him, Louvier didn't uh, admire the bass long because after weighing it and taking pictures, he released it. Good. You know, so uh, anyway, uh, he mentioned he caught a 10-ounce uh, uh, bass once, but uh, that 11.22 bass. Uh, it's a nice fish. Oh, got yeah. him excited. You can't blame him either right. in that regard. So uh, <clears throat> he um, 11.22 pounds, Rick, that's pretty impressive too. But Caney, Caney through the years, Tony, has been known for uh, a lot of big fish, you know. But, I mean, each year it keeps producing. Well, even with that reputation, though, Rick, you think uh, that have a lot of people uh, would hit the lake and you see some of those uh, fish yeah. be depleted out of that lake. Right. Of course, that's big mama fish, you know. Uh, yeah. If that fish had some more eggs in it, that fish could have gone 13, 14 pounds. It's man. a little early, but it's getting close to where they're going to start carrying the eggs. Yep. Yeah. So, so, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Uh, of course, this was last month in December, around the middle of December, I think the 16th. Right. Uh, but uh, pretty impressive, too, with Caney Lake. And yep. I'm not sure how big that lake is. We've talked about it a few times, uh, how many acres <laughs> it might be. Tony, it's not... It's not real, real big. I mean, as far as for you, you talk about a big, you know, a big. You look at Toledo men or 
Lake Fork or, or Sam Raven is way smaller than that. It's not that big. Well, Toledo Bend's what, almost 200,000 acres? It's 176,000 acres, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. pretty large, too, right. uh, in that regard. It stretches Highway 6 across that uh, Texas and Louisiana. Yeah. Yep. And um, yep. anyway, uh, pretty impressive, too. The Sabine well, it doesn't split it, but I mean, it's fed by the Sabine River. Yep. Yep. And then the lock's pretty much down. Uh, I'm trying to remember how long it is. Uh, uh, you talking about the length of Toledo? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure, Tony, but it's 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 a it's, big it's it's yeah, a big reservoir. It's, it you know? is. It yep. is uh, in that regard. Anyway, uh, you know the fish are biting, but uh, you know, a little news out there: kayakers should be prepared. You know, you see a lot of guys and gals, for that matter, uh, fishing out of kayaks and. Uh, and across the country, uh, a lot of them put them away for the winter. But here in Louisiana, you know, fortunate we're able to fish on most days. No frozen lakes, hardly here. Uh, no closed seasons. However, we got to face the truth. Kayaks are not the greatest option to ply the waters during this time of the year, Rick, uh, when it's cold like this. And kayaks offer little or no protection to the elements. Uh, what I'm getting to is hypothermia, too, uh, with that. And uh, there's nothing to break the cold wind or hide from the rain, no matter how careful you are. And to get on the water, it, uh, you know, the wet feet uh, launching, the drips, the paddles, the spray of the waves, of course, uh, capsizing and otherwise falling to the water this time of the year, that couldn't be a nightmare for you, especially if you're fishing alone, Rick. Yeah. You know, and you see a lot of people do that this time of oh, the year, yeah. you know, and uh, without proper precautions, uh, these conditions can uh, at best uh, cause discomfort and at worst, even death, you know, uh, fishing by yourself and uh you know, people love to fish and have fun, not to be miserable. But the cold-wet combination is not good. Hypothermia is a real threat. And that's even people fishing uh, from their regular boats and all, you know, just uh, right. leaning over maybe to pick up a, a fish that, uh, with the net and you fall overboard. Uh, uh, it's just something you got to really be yeah, careful gotta about. Yeah, you got to be careful. You're right. You know, it's uh, in a lot of instances and a lot of times. And, uh, of course, people leave, uh, especially on a kayak, you got to wear your You'd be crazy not to wear a life jacket, you know, in that regard. Uh, with that, have a most uh, high-tech outdoor clothing has thin insulation and water windproof membranes that keep the elements out while allowing uh, fabric to breathe. Occasionally, uh, outer coatings are durable water repellent. Uh, uh, finish also keep the exterior from getting saturated. But the, the big problem, uh, uh, your heat leaves your head. Uh, th at least from your head, your hands, and your feet yep. is where the heat escapes from your body. And uh, suitable jacket pants cover most of your body, but key places like I mentioned the head, the neck, hands, feet cannot be overlooked. The head and neck areas account for a large portion of the lost body heat. And uh, quality hat, hood, face mask. It's just trying to educate people. Man, if you're going to go out in the water in this time of year, Rick, Yep. It's so important to make sure you bundle it up yep. properly and uh, be careful. And that, that's right. And quality footwear is probably the big challenge for that. But uh, you know, there are a lot of people that that and and the weather down here. We can go fishing any time of the year. Of course, uh, this past yeah, week, pretty I'm, much. I wouldn't advise it, but uh, there are a lot of people yeah. that did. Oh yeah, it have been tough. Yeah, you know. But uh, anyway, uh, when you go out fishing, you hope for the best, prepare for the worst. In this type of weather, there's really no sense. Heading out, and you know the conditions are going to be bad, and I'm sure you hadn't uh, ventured out this week uh, no. during this weather. No, not no weather. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, we sh you should carry some type of emergency bag around. Uh, you know, even extra set of clothes somewhere uh, yep. you need to have. And an uh, emergency kit for winter should include a change of clothes towel. These uh, could be stored in a, qu a quality dry bag. Ensure they're dry when you need them. And uh, other necessities 
you know, a blanket, fire starter, waterproof matches, disposable butane lighter, first aid kit, compact horn. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, if something would uh, strange, if you go into the water, or to have some kind of horn with you or something, you make some noise, get some attention yep. uh, in that regard so you don't, uh, I don't know how long you can uh, stay in water that the temperature's in the Ooh. 50 before hypothermia really grabs you and you start losing your body heat and your uh, temperature starts really dropping. I don't know where in the cause where, you know, you start having big problems where, you, uh, you know, things freeze up on you. And I'm, I'm not... Uh, bright enough to know when that takes place with hypothermia so uh anyway other general precautions uh for winter fishing include keeping gear to a minimum low water conditions can cause a need to get through inches of water even mud uh a heavy laden kayak makes uh, this chore much more difficult and especially when you got to paddle or uh, maneuver it uh with that so uh anyway just trying to tell folks it's so important uh, in this type of weather right now, whether you you know duck hunting is coming to a close and goose and geese hunting and all of that, and it's just so proper to try to stay warm and dry. Yep. And uh, hypothermia kicks in. Saw an article uh, last night. I was uh, looking for stories and all uh, with that. A, a guy out of um, I want to say Opelousas area. He was three quarters of a mile from his home and they found him frozen, mm. you know, in the woods. Uh, been had been missing for about uh, five or six days. But a uh, 36-year-old uh, man. Dang. So just, uh, you know, in this type of weather, folks, uh, it's it's just wise to stay bundled up well and uh, and do the right things if you would happen to have an accident. So, yep, trying uh, to stay warm. That's right. So uh, anyway, uh, this time of the year, there's no – necessary sense of being on the water before or after dark too in that regard so uh, a lot of that comes into play anyway a few degrees rising water and air temperature can make all the difference in the world with your confident fish activity mid-morning through mid-afternoon are generally the best times to be on the water during the winter too so uh anyway kayaking and all that uh we'll see uh hopefully uh and everybody stays safe in this area and we don't have any type of incidents rick uh, hopefully not you know, that's, that's so, so, so important in that regard. Yes, sir. Anyway, uh, with that, too, uh, hunting seasons are out there. Uh, the uh, wildlife and fisheries have announced uh, a lot of the uh, activities and all. So uh, they got a few changes and all. But uh, on the calendar this week, I'm uh, just looking around, uh, around the corner. I know the Louisiana High School Junior Qualifier East Division over in Bayou uh, Segnet uh, over in uh, West Wego. And uh, another one also April 21st, Dwaron's Landing at Stevensville uh, with that. So uh, anyway, interesting, uh, just uh, later on this month, uh, uh, they've got some other tournaments and all uh, for that. So we'll see uh, what takes place. Uh, anyway, um, also uh, the, uh, February 1st, the Gulf of Mexico Fishery Management Council meets in, uh, over in New Orleans. The agenda is to increase a lane snapper catch limit. And, uh, boy, we're starting to see a lot of this, too, Rick. Okay. When you're starting to see limits, you know, even I'm thinking down yeah. the road, you're going to see limits on Sokolay and uh, redfish. And uh, we've seen it with red snapper now uh, just yeah. this year. Or we've seen about uh, the uh, the speckled trout being put limits on it. And of course, they had them before, but right. they even lower them. Lower the limit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the stress on uh, the fish, I guess, right now, uh, just um, you're seeing a lot of changes come about with uh with fishing, and uh, personally, I think it's a good thing. Uh, we both ad admit that 25 specks, especially if you're fishing with somebody, that's 100 yep. slices, uh, oh, yeah. you know. Yep. And, uh, anyway, in the long run, I hope it uh, adds to the fishing, too, and uh, 
in this area as a youth, I can just remember the schools of of speckled yeah. trout. I mean, you could throw a cast net and right. catch them. And hit 50 them, yeah. of them, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, I mean, schools that would just fan out all over the place. Uh, of course, the water was a little clearer back then, uh, and that's something else. You need to find that clear water, uh, whether, whether fishing or not, and it w- whether it's even uh, bass fishing, saltwater fishing, right. either one of the two, Rick. So uh, with that. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, with that, don't and not hearing a lot too, Ricky. Before I take our first break, with uh, I know they're popping down some uh, nice size uh, bucks and all uh, with that, but hadn't heard much on the duck hunting scene. And I don't know if you've uh, no inquired about yeah. some of that. I got a couple of buddies. You know, like you said, Tony. The first split was they did real good. Now come the second split, it was kind of you know lukewarm, and now towards the end of the season, I haven't heard too much. Yep. Yeah, that's just uh, – and I uh, could have done a little better job of uh, uh, talking to some of my uh, my duck hunting friends uh, who uh, most of them seems like most of them now over in the uh, west zone, yep. you know, out in the Grand Chenier area, up Pecan Island, out in that area, Gate on Kaplan. Uh, but I hadn't talked to them much uh, in duck season. You know, uh, we're midway, uh, a little over midway through January, so not much more. Uh, I think I'm, I'm not so sure. I can't say that the E zone might be closed uh, now. If not, it's getting close. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in that, and the last time I talked to someone who used to hunt on the uh, East Zone a lot out there in uh, Calumet, right? He moved over to the uh, Pecan Island Grand Chenier area yeah. to hunt, and and the two or three times he went on the first uh, uh, break, they did pretty much. They uh, mm-hmm. they it, they generated enough ducks to hit their uh, limits and. Uh, so uh, with that, anyway, going to be interesting to see how that all comes into play too uh, in that regard. Yep. But uh, like anyway. you said a few years ago, Tony, down around Calumet, that was a uh, that was a big ducks. A lot of second split, especially big. A lot of big That's ducks. Right. A lot, a lot of green heads. And maybe with this weather, you know, the Arctic uh, pushing the air down, uh, that uh, maybe in that second uh, second season, uh, need to do a little homework on that. That they're pushing more ducks and geese down uh, through this area through the flyways. So. Uh, and not sure about way east. When I say way east, over in Plaquemines Parish, right. you know, where uh, there's a flyway down there, a lot yep. of uh, ducks and all. But uh, canvasbacks and uh, gray ducks is what a lot of them have seen. And, and uh, I want to say green uh, winged teal yep. is what they're seeing a lot So of. Uh, but uh, hadn't heard much about the, about the geese or anything of that nature. So uh, hopefully in the long run, uh, those guys are having fun in the meantime. Elsewhere, just about time to take a break. You're listening to uh, uh, Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show here on uh, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today, 303-303-303. 
at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasoning, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Ragin' Cajun original recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana over the last 38 years. Ask for Ragin' Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask them for that rage and cajun say ball everyone loves pizza and everyone loves a home run put them together and you have home run pizza and yes right here in new iberia located at 3816 east old spanish trail it's new iberia's newest takeout pizza and delivery is available dough is made fresh each day and you get an assortment of toppings try the grand slam the double play or mr meaty they're all home runs at home run pizza 256 5783. That's 256-5783. Hi, this is Box Car inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, King Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. And Rick, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries are uh, accepting applications for the 2024 wild, uh, Wildlife Management Area Lottery turkey hunts okay. in White Lake uh, uh, with the fishing lottery. And the Department uh, of the Lottery uh, Turkey Hunts in the White Lake Wetlands Conservation Area Fishing Lottery. The deadline is February the 7th. All lottery applications are only available uh, at the website. And to apply, users should click uh, update or create their customer details similar to purchasing a license. Then submit an application. There's a $5 administration fee along with the application transaction fee will be charged to each applicant. Paper applications will not, I'll repeat, will not be accepted. Huh. The general turkey lottery hunts will be held on Bayou, uh, uh, I guess that's Mechon or uh, Macon, uh, Clear Creek, uh, J.C., uh, Sunny Gilbert, Pearl River, Sabine, uh, West Bay Wildlife Management Areas this spring. Youth lottery hunts will be held on Clear Creek, Fort Johnson, uh, Vernon, and Fort Johnson North. Palm de Terre, uh, Spring Bayou, Tunica Hills, Sandy Hollow, and West Bay uh, Wildlife Management Areas. For more information uh, online, you can contact David uh, Hayden. He's got his number online. With that, application for the lottery drawing for fish access to White Lake uh, are also available. A total of 100 fishing access permits will be issued following the lottery drawing, and the winning applicants will be notified of their opportunity to purchase a permit for $40, and boats used by uh, permittees will be limited to the use. You re- I remember this I, for I years. Th- yeah. That's right, 40 yeah. horsepower or less. Yeah. None of this to stir up everything in the uh, lake. Right. So uh, if you got a motor of more than 40 horsepower, you better find nope. uh, somebody to lend uh-huh. you another motor or go out yeah. and buy it. But uh, anyway, uh, no, no greater than 40 horsepower. And additional rules and uh, maps are available on the department website. So uh, 
with that. And there's uh, a, someone you can contact, Lance Ardwan, uh, if you uh, wish to uh, go out there and fish. So uh, with that, anyway, interesting. And, you know, every year they offer this up, too. And I'm sure people take advantage of it out there oh, uh, yeah. open that off of highway 82 up in that area yep. uh, louisiana 82 you know rick we've talked about it a few times with the black bear you know about uh they had their first uh meeting i want to say the other night but the proposed black bear hunting season was offered in a notice of intent in november of course the wildlife and fisheries uh, scheduled three of them the first meeting was uh held on tuesday at up in st joe louisiana and uh, they have another one uh, last night, too, in West Monroe. And the final meeting is set for 6 p.m. on the 23rd of this month, January, at the Black Bear Golf Course Center okay. up in Black Bear <laughs> in Delhi. <laughs> and from these locations, it's clear the notice outlined in the lottery hunt will be held in the state's bear management area four, which uh, takes in Tennessee, Madison, East Carroll, and West Carroll parishes in portions of Richland, Franklin, and Catahoula parishes. The proposed season would run from the 7th of December this year to the 22nd and would ban the take of females and cubs, any bear less than or equal to 75 pounds. The number of licenses in the lottery will be determined by the bear population in that management unit. Well, hunters must have current licenses, and anyone selected must attend agency's bear hunting training course. And uh, you can look up for more information. They've got that uh, site there. Well, uh, they had someone that went to the first meeting up there, uh, okay. I want to say, on the 16th. I don't know how the uh, other uh, meeting went the other night. But in the meantime, uh, Rick, uh, with that bear hunting opponents say the iconic Louisiana species still teeters on the brink of extinction. Wildlife advocates uh, hope a petition. They've already had several thousand signatures. Uh, to, uh, will convince the state to halt the plans at all. There are a lot of people up there, uh, a guy by the name of Jeff Dorson uh, of the Humane Society of Louisiana. He's the executive director, started an online petition in late December after the State Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, initiated a process that would allow up to 10 hunters to kill one bear each for a total of 10 bears next year. Okay. Uh, with that, uh, the petition had over 7,500 signatures as of, uh, as of this past Wednesday. It's better to educate our residents, he said, than to live with the other creatures than kill them. Uh, the petition says there's nothing amusing or entertaining about killing an animal, especially uh, one of the big ones that uh, has such a small population. Of course, the states, I didn't realize this, the state's near, near, nearly 40-year hunting ban uh, is created with saving the iconic species from extinction. Of course, the subspecies of the American black bear, the Louisiana black bear, inspired the creation, of course, we all know about Teddy Roosevelt's teddy right. bear toy after the president uh, refused to shoot one of the animals during a hunt way back in 1902. Of course, the habitat loss and hunting out of the population to almost nothing in the 60s. Louisiana banned the bear hunting in 1988. I thought he was even further back than that. Right. Four years later, the bear was granted federal protections under the Endangered Species Act. And in 2016, the Wildlife and Fisheries Service removed the bear from the endangered list after deeming it mostly recovered. The Louisiana black bear population currently hovers only around 1,000. I mean, you see, I, okay, I, I, I would have thought it had been a lot more than that. Uh, Me 1,000 is hardly nothing Yeah, you're right, when Tony. I think about it, yeah. man. I mean, they got more coyotes <laughs> running oh, the state yeah. Than, uh, yeah. than that. Anyway, state biologists say carefully managed hunting season will have a little impact on the species. The proposed, as I mentioned, hunting date would be limited to December. 
of this year. The hunting of the ten bears would confine to the northwest, uh, northeast corner of the state. And I mentioned the parishes and all with that and about uh, what you could hunt and what you could not hunt. Right. And uh, they got people uh, pretty much in an uproar about this. Uh, well, I thought they'd have been a lot more, Tony. Yeah, uh, but 7,500 people, that, that, that's, that's a pretty good push yeah. when you're talking about only 10 hunters and 10 bears. Yeah. Uh, and out of a ten out of a thousand, and yeah. I don't know, uh, black bear. I guess uh, during uh, hibernation, uh, she'll have uh, one, two, maybe three cubs at yeah. the most. Right. You know, uh, through that uh, in North Louisiana, black bears increasingly popping up in people's yards where they raid trash cans, compose bins. But it's the food they're looking for. I mean, yeah. simple as that. Yeah. I mean, we had a black bear in my neighborhood. Uh, oh. Five, six, seven years ago, she had a cub with her, and they're yep. scrounging for food, yep. you know, during the months, and uh, especially the winter months. Because uh, I don't – the black bears here, they don't hibernate, to my knowledge. I don't think so. You know, that's because of the weather. Yeah, yep. we get a little cold snap like this. But yep. up north, though, when the temperatures don't don't even reach uh, 20 degrees, yep. uh, you can see that. But in the meantime, you know, there are ever-increasing reports of bear conflict uh, – Another spokesman said he was a regional coordinator for Congressional Sportsman's Foundation. He said hunting is the most desirable way to balance the numbers. Bear hunting opponents say reviving the hunting season will put the bears' long and slow recovery at risk. And uh, this is far from over, too, Rick. Uh, anyway, uh, the Louisiana has a similar program. It does uh, far less to reach uh, outreach and education. Ultimately, he said, this is Dorson. He said, uh, bears shouldn't suffer the consequences of human-caused problem. We've taken away most of their land, he said. Where else are they supposed to eat? Of course, you can weigh in on the proposed black bear hunting season. An online petition opposing the hunt can be found at www.change.org slash p slash stop the Louisiana black bear hunt. Of course, the State Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is hosting public hearings on reviving uh, the bear hunt in all three meetings. Of course, we've already had two of them. The next one's January 23rd up in Doha, Louisiana. Yep. So, interesting. Uh, yep. Very interesting uh, with that too, Rick. And uh, and during those meetings, uh, uh, we can see that. Also, remind hunters too up in uh, uh, northeast Louisiana about the uh, public uh, where they can bring their deer heads for CWD testing. Uh, Want to keep reminding those guys still deer hunting up in that part of the state and i don't know what uh, particular yes, area that is but uh, uh it's free to have your uh deer head checked and all for the COVID, uh, for the covid for the cwd right uh testing it's free bring your deer head in and uh see what they can do go online they've got uh some issues you've got to comply with before bringing it up there so uh want to remind folks about that uh here uh in the uh last uh juncture of the hunting season for deer anyway in that regard of course duck hunting right around the corner ending too so yep, it's winding it down if yep. it hadn't ended already in the eastern zone don't think it has and now the past couple of years maybe three we've had just two zones we used to have a third zone yeah uh, with that east west and coastal coastal yeah so uh that's all gone by uh the stitches so uh in the meantime Anyway, tides, uh, tides t today, tomorrow, and Sunday. Yes, sir. Uh, today, as of uh, January the 19th, the sun rose in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay at 7.03, and sunset will be at 5.34. We're getting a little more daylight in there. Yep. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the low tide was at 4.51 uh, a.m. this morning, and the high tide will be at 1.45 p.m. this evening. Meanwhile, tomorrow, Saturday the 20th, 
The sun's going to rise in Southwest Pass at 702. Picked up another minute there. And sunset will be at 535. We also picked up another minute there. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the low tide uh, will be at 542 a.m. Saturday morning and the high tide at 249 p.m. Uh, meanwhile, Sunday, the 21st of January, uh, the sun's going to rise at 702 and set at 536 in the high and low tide chart. We can see that the low tide will be at 6.31 a.m. and the high tide will be at 3.38 p.m. Meanwhile, the average water temperature in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, a crisp 55 degrees. Uh, chilly. Talking about hypothermia, yep. folks. Just That's uh, chilly. Yep. Be careful. And I uh, hate to see people fishing by themselves, yep. too, Rick. You're right. Something would happen. Anyway, I don't care how experienced you are. Just crazy things happen. Got to be careful. That's right, Rick. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the reason we're here each uh, Friday, Rick. <clears throat> You're right, Tony. Got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods. And our motto is always. Kids that hunt and fish, don't steal and dip.